What's up, everybody? Today we're talking Donald Trump's plan for the black community and the life of award-winning journalist Gwen Ifill. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live this week. We I feel like I want to drop a beat. Do it. But I can't. <laughs> so I won't. Because I'm whack. <laughs> Are you taking on Rachel today? <laughs> I can't rap. I can dance. I can't rap. I, ain't, I know my calling, and that's not it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Black Hollywood Live this week. I'm your host, Daryl Kristen. And joining me today is the beautiful Courtney Stewart. And you're pink. You're matching the BHL logo right there. I'm matching my logo. I have my mug. Life is good. Life is good. DJ Jesse J. What's up? Happy birthday, Rachel. Happy birthday, Rachel. Rachel. Happy birthday. We miss you, Rachel. We'll see you next week. Love it. Doing your non-dance steps. (laughs) But joining us today, our very special guest, he's a writer, actor, producer, Andre Boyer. And he's from Japan. (laughs) He's just all around cool dude. Try to be. Try to be. Try to be. Thank you for joining us, man. Thank you very much for having me. We're going to be talking about your web series. Uh, later on in the show, so you guys yes. definitely tune in and stay ch- checked in for this because you got a lot of great things to say. Wow. But we're going to start it off with our hot topics of the day. Yeah. Boom! All right, guys. Uh, but before we do that, was a tribe called Quest, We the People, off their new album. We out. got this. It's so make sure you guys dope. check it out. The album's really dope. <laughs> All right. What else is dope is that um, this. <clears throat> Congresswoman Emily Ellsworth, uh, she used to work for uh, Republican Jason Shatif in uh, Salt Lake City. She is now a based writer and editor uh, out there. And she had some interesting tweets recently. Mm -hmm. She said, you know, with everything going on, um, I just want you guys to know that tweeting at congressmen doesn't really get you far. Writing Facebook posts Mm-mm. won't get you too far. Um, but she wants to everyone to know how they can communicate, how you can connect in uh, positive ways of making sure that, you know, your Congress hears you. So here are some of them. She said, writing a letter is better than an email. What happens is everyone sends in emails because it's so easy to send an email that they have an algorithm in which they get kind of organized and then, you know, it takes a little time no to actually right. get yeah. to them. Exactly. Well, people do see it, but then they get prioritized, and it, it takes longer. Or to does get a mysterious go to spam? Get form letters. Just no, based they on have they have they, got, they have staffers for it, but it just got to go through a whole bunch of people. Um, so she said, writing a letter will will is a better chance. But she said, really, you wouldn't even think this, but the best way is to call because if you call. You have to speak to somebody, and they do pick up, and they will transfer you, and you might, you know, you might have to wait a little bit, or they will call you back. Um, but you'd, you'd be surprised how many people don't actually call. I would never, actually, I wouldn't think yeah. to call. No. I would think like they never call me back. Yep. Yeah. And that was the biggest thing about it. She said one time there was a, um, a radio DJ, and he was upset with something, and he gave the number out on air, and she said it was like a tidal wave. Yeah. It was like she had they, their office had never experienced that before. Because the districts are required to answer the phone calls, mm-hmm. so somebody got to answer that phone call. So if you inundate them with phone calls, you're going to get some you're attention because they're going to be like, "I am not answering this phone no more. Talk to this person and figure it out." So, and then she I said, "Really important is phone etiquette. Understand that the people picking up the phone have no power at all." <laughs> To change right. anything that you're doing. So exactly. if you're nice to them, though, they okay. are they're, they're people just like you. They want change, and they actually want to help you reach the, the big people. So she said, be nice. So they're just like calling the cable surprise. company. You know, Because, well, you know, you never get the no, person on the cable, co- no, no, the cable call. No, no. I'll go Time ham. Warner, calling you out. No. Every time I call Time Warner, <laughs> that person on the phone never can help me. But yet when I say, can I speak to a supervisor... Then they're like, oh, yeah, but if you're nice to them, they're, no. like, they're like, yeah, let me see what I can do. I'll do this a little bit before the supervisor comes mm-hmm. on, you know. Child, so they have, seven. like, five supervisors before the real supervisor gets on. I right. can't tell the supervisor That's a the different supervisor. story right. than right now, my anxiety. Uh, but she said <laughs> another really interesting way is you'd be surprised how many people don't actually go to town meetings. She said That's we would true. have town meetings all That's the true. time and only – 50 people would show up, and it would be the same 50 people complaining about the same 50 things. So if you think about it, maybe your, you know what I mean, the changes you'd like to be made aren't being heard because you aren't actually getting them to the people. Yeah. You're out in the streets yeah. protesting. That's not where these people are, the staffers. She said, and then the other thing is if you have, um, uh, not to, not really protest, but if you are to have meetings and whatnot, to invite the staffers from the office because then if they're involved – 
they're in the building with, with the congressman. They can have these conversations. So, and you wouldn't think to do that. I wouldn't think to, oh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to invite the receptionist over at, you know, but that's true. you put it in the ear. I thought it was really cool Actually, that she did that. Actually, those are great tips. Yes. Boom. I'm glad she did that. Um, all right. So now this other thing, Twitter is kind of iffy about it, and I, I, I think I'm kind of against it. So it's oh. safety pins. Um, <clears throat> Quiet. <laughs> Some genius white person at Joanne's Fabric thought um, <laughs> that if they they take safety pins and they wear them, it's a sign of. Um, <laughs> As some Twitter people called it salvation, um, <laughs> but it's it's a no room for hate campaign. So basically, just a regular safety pin. Yeah, just wear a regular safety mm. pin. I'm like, clearly these people, whoever's thought of this, does not live in LA because right. that's like a fashion statement out here for people that I would be cautious to be just walking up to. Um, but basically, you wear a safety pin, and that way, people, of, uh, minorities and people of color, can know that you are a safe person. You will not harm them, and if they you if they see something negative happening, they will help save you, or they will keep you safe. <laughs> okay, because okay, so the, and I'm gonna find the Twitter thing because that literally was like one of the tweets, and I didn't know how to like. Why is it yeah, I saw I, I saw that tweet, so I was just trying to figure out. So the the the. The safety pin represents safety. Is yeah, that, that's our whole that thing. A that's white. it. This just okay. That are right. they, they're standing in <laughs> okay. solidarity right. with the movement. Now, they're with us, though. They're with, they're with us. us. They're with us. Power so to the people. They're trying. They're trying <laughs> to have a pins. positive message. Like <laughs> yeah. we're not one of them. We don't support what Trump said and what he's doing. Like we're safe. We safe believe place. in what you guys are going through. Okay, I mean Wait, theoretically. Please let me read this. Please let me. Please let me read this. It's hot messery, but theoretically, it's a good concept. I get it. I get it. Right. Or is it white guilt? Um, my safety pin shows I will protect those who feel in danger because of gender, sexuality, race, disability, religion. You are safe with me. It's just the wording, like, right? Like, you don't look like you could save me in any way, shape. Now, if it's on some, like, you're going to let me hide in your... Like, we aren't at gay conversion therapy yet, okay? So... <laughs> Um, I appreciate that I could eat at your <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> wow, I'm gonna take a sip of water on that. Conversion therapy. Honey, I've, I've, been, <laughs> I've never heard of that. Oh, you're gonna hear a lot today. Let me see. Mike Pence, honey. But yeah, so you know. I, I, I mean, you're they, not feeling it. They try. My people try. They know? try. They, you know, they care. They, they really care. do. They just want to prove that everybody out there ain't bad, all right? We're evil. But so. the, but the but missing the, link to that is that we don't actually think everybody out there is bad, and we never have. Right. So the point is, exactly. is that you, you show me your belief and support for me when you stand up to the people that I don't get to get into the room with to stand exactly. up to. Yeah. So, like, to me, it's just a cheesy, like, cop-out way to be like see I'm on the team I'm on the team I'm one of the good guys no show me you're one of the good guys like not just wearing a pin like speak to those people stand up to those people be a part of the Black Lives Matter or whatever movement you find in your area to help like do something I don't need you to wear no safety pin like I'm not gonna be like oh you're a safe white thanks you're safe. I'll walk with hey you. there like, safe white just, hey just, safe white guy nice to meet you seems yeah, really ridiculous and a really easy way to get out of actually doing something Right. No, I feel you. I mean, yeah, like you said, it's, they should be out there using their voice to let the Congress and let everyone else know how they really feel about these things and these issues that we keep having. Like, as we have seen with some people who have been out there protesting, you know, with the Black Lives Matter, who are non-African American. So, you know, that's that's the better way to go, I Or think. talk to all your friends who voted for Trump. Mm-hmm. You ain't even got to go to Congress. Like, talk to your friends, because... I'm gonna guess you got at least one that did. <laughs> or everybody, everybody, or, or, or yeah. two, statistically, or two or three or four or yeah. five. Statistically, like, yeah. statistically, statistically, there was really a percentage that came out like that. Yeah, they said that for every person, there's like two people that uh, that are that are your friends that voted for Trump that didn't tell you. Doesn't matter what race you are. Well, what I'm going to tell y'all is maybe you want to get away from all this political talk. I know we're getting there. We just had it last week. So but. my question is: Is how is your fantasy football season going? <laughs> I haven't won any. Mine's yet. going great. 
Um, so what's that? You start running back, pull a hamstring. That's fine because you can go to fan, uh, DraftKings.com and no matter what it is, every week is a new season. So you can start fresh start every fresh. week, win a whole bunch of money. Like we keep telling you, they have the 50-50 contest. So if you make it in the in the top, half. you you going to win. Top half, you win some money. 800th place won some money. Like that's yes. just, why wouldn't you sign up for something like that? You know what I'm saying? Um, so there you guys have it. Every week, brand new season, DraftKings.com. Don't wait. Start your new season season at DraftKings.com right now, and here's the promo code, GEEK, G-E-E-K, and play free with your first deposit. That's code GEEK to play free for your share of over $100,000 in total prizes this weekend only at DraftKings.com. Eligibility and restrictions may apply. See site for details. That's my favorite part when you, I know, when you, when you change your voice, voice up like that. That's, that's, that's pretty good. good. That's pretty good. I, I think that. you need to get hired by DraftKings. So well. like please hire me and right give now. me some coin. <laughs> give him some coin, please. Give him some coin. Queen, you, queen, you should start wearing coins on your, on your shirt. <laughs> there you go. So, Not only are they supposed to say coins, but give you them. make coins. Give, give them give coins. Give them to me. Coins. <laughs> but you want coins. Mario. Bling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Jesse. Courtney, You're welcome, you some, D. Thank you. Thank you. You're Courtney, welcome. I know you got some fun stuff for us. I do. I actually have some positive stories. I got the positive stories this week, <laughs> everybody. Usually I get, like, the hostile ones. But I got a great stories this week. Okay, so first up, we have a 21-year-old young man named Jewel Jones. Great. It might be Jewel, but I'm going to go with Jewel. Um, Jewel Jones in Michigan, guys. He is the youngest ever state senator voted into office. I love this. And he's 21 years old. He's a full-time student over at University of Michigan Dearborn. He, I mean, this is the second time he's made history because just a year ago, at 20 years old, he was the first uh, youngest person to ever sit on the city council in Inkster, Michigan. And now he is a state representative. That's great. And he ran and he got over 60% of the vote. Over 20,000 people voted for him. And he said, quote, you and I made history once again. I'm looking forward to serving you all in a greater capacity. So, Jewel Jones, I'm sure we're going to keep our eye on you because who knows, y'all? By 20, what is it, 2020? Maybe running for president. Running for president. Say? Well, you know, and as we know, Michigan has had its difficulties mm-hmm. with a for lot sure. of things. And to have More someone young like that to be kind of like the next, we've talked about this before, like there's yeah. not a lot of millennials or younger people that, that we are see are like stepping, stepping up to, up take, to that, take that step. And he has. And congratulations to him. And not a lot of media giving him a lot of play exactly and this is an inspiration right here because if we can start getting you know what i mean the younger generations to look like wait a minute i could actually step foot in a building like that and actually take this take that tie on like that look at him with his sharp little tie Mm -hmm. that's what i'm saying and he's still in school like he's not doing it a little bit he's doing it all the way brother so congratulations we support you come on black hollywood live come talk to us i would love to talk to you what your initiatives are and what you've been up to all right. Okay. So, well, back to this whole Black Lives Matter thing. You know, we've been all upset because they weren't, you know, charging nobody with nothing and all these murders that have occurred. But we got some good news this week, guys. Blando Castile, those of you guys that don't remember, he was shot the day after Alton Sterling was shot. And he was shot in the car with a four-year-old child and his girlfriend sitting right there um, by a police officer by the name of Geronimo Yanez. And this week we learned that Yanez will be facing charges mm-hmm. for shooting Philando Castile. He is on a, up on a manslaughter charge, and he also has two felony accounts of a dangerous discharge of a firearm. Those two charges came because he discharged his firearm while there was a four-year-old sitting in the back seat and another woman sitting in the car. Um, the judge basically said um, Yanez's use of deadly force was not justified as he never removed or tried to remove the gun that he had in his pocket during the traffic stop. Speaking of Philando, so... We all saw it on Facebook Live because yeah. girlfriend recorded it. Thank yeah. goodness she actually did record yeah. it because his argument was that the guy had a gun on him and he tried to get it out of his pocket. And obviously on the video that showed otherwise. Yeah. So you're all done. His partner who was with him that day, Joseph Kosler, was placed on administrative leave during the investigation, but he will not be charged with anything. I also so found it uh, interesting. I looked up some statistics. So out of the 13 recent high-profile cases that were caught on video for mm-hmm. African-Americans, only seven of the cases uh, had officers in, indicted with the charges or indicted or charged. So the seven were Terrence Crutcher, which there's still no trial yet. Yeah. Uh, Philandro, 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 obviously. obviously. Uh, we just talked about uh, Samuel Dubow, um, his, his jury dreadlocked, deadlocked, excuse me, 
not dreadlocked, Dread- deadlocked. Uh, yes, I'm still at the Jamaican <laughs> club from yesterday, apparently. Uh, Sandra Bland, there was no trial yet. Freddie Gray, um, he w- three were acquitted. Uh, there's still kind of some iffy things going on with three of the other charges yeah. that are going on. Walter L. Scott, there's no trial yet. And Laquan McDonald, there's no trial yet. Mm-hmm. So I found it really interesting that out of those 13, actually it's a little bit higher than yeah. I thought it really was when I started, when it added up. You know, I thought it was going to be lesser numbers than that. but. Well. Still scary. It's still scary. And it's all been in the news. I think Eric Garner, somebody finally got brought up on charges for him, too, in New York. He's the one within the can breathe, right? Yeah. Yeah. There was so many, like, you can't remember. But, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure they brought one of the cops now up on charges recently, like, federally. Yeah, that one was pending at the yeah. bottom of the page. So I think that they're adjusting whatever's Because initially it wasn't going to be nobody yeah. for him. But, yeah. So... Good luck to Castile's family. It's still sad as all get out, and hopefully they're getting through Well, let me ask you guys this, and I'd like to get everybody's opinion on this. Do you think he was charged because the pressures of what's going on right now with all the protests and everything that's happened in the last six months to a year because there were videos in other cases as well, you know? So why do you think that they we were happy that this actually stuck this time, you know? I mean, I would like to believe that he... I mean, they said they were doing the investigation for the last four months mm-hmm. since, I guess, it was July when it happened. Yeah. So I would like to believe that they saw the evidence and believe the evidence. Because obviously we see these videos, but, but that's only part, it's, but that's only part of the evidence. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, we see a video, but that's not everything that is collected. So we right. don't know all the details of all the evidence in any of the cases. Right. So this, this was like... saw all angles. Right. right. Every one, single angle. He right. said, he, he, you know, was saying... This happened, that entire part, portion of what he said happened was caught on film. Where right. most of the other cases, it's always, well, right before that, yeah, something this else happened. Happened. This happened. Exactly. Right. Or so. you're shielded and you can't actually yeah. see, like with the guy that was stopped in the middle of the road in like, Mississippi and yeah. the lady cop that the shot, lady shot him. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, like, I saw that video. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Horrible. So I would just like to believe that it's a chance that the system's actually working. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's another thing. Do you yeah. think that this is a hope. sign of the future? Hope Right, hope for hope. hope. Uh, That this is a sign that things will start to change a little bit more now. And and hopefully we will have less... The, the thing is, it, it, at this point, it has to change I'm because the flashlight is on it, and the only way it won't change is if people start. You know what I mean? Like, I know weed has become illegalized, but like, you know, I mean, we cannot just stay in the back. You got to keep the flashlight on these people and keep the and exactly like how this woman said, you need to be talking to your local state representatives. You guys have to get out there and have these conversations because you're not. No. We're sitting here watching the Kardashians. We're out here running around yeah. talking about entertainment. True. And the point is, is that. We need to get back to our communities. We're so far gone from the community aspect of what America is. And I think that that's where, we, where it starts. I think that it's 2016 right now. We have come a long way, not as long as we have liked to be, but we're, we're somewhere new. And that, you know what I mean? That this kid is 21 years old and he's in office and like... That's so commendable. You know, that's so, what education you can do does for you. It's yeah. just, let's it's make these changes and stick to it. Yeah, and, and, and just to piggyback on that, like, nobody, okay, it's not going to get done for us, like, is sort of the idea. And, like, the reality is, is Trump is possibly, like, going to have Rudy Giuliani in office who thinks that stop exactly. and frisk should not have been declared right. unconstitutional. So there's definitely Scary. movement against that will continue what we've already sort of institutionalized as the method of policing in this country and it's definitely like looking like that's the direction that government is going to go into unless we step up in the middle of it and make it not the case and that's going to require constant action all the time for every day over the next four years like it's not like oh let's be mad about it at the election and then like okay Mm -hmm. go back to my life for the rest of the year because then we're going to pop up and suddenly stop and frisk is going to be a national Treasure, <laughs> like, yeah, which is scary because it's, it's scary very, shit. It could it's easily totally happen. Possible. It's, it's actually possible. So, and that's only going to perpetuate what already is existing and has been so horrible for all this time. So, anyway, yeah. just reiterating. Dre, what do you think? Oh man, I've I've seen a lot. So, I mean, I've I've lived overseas a lot of my life, and coming to the United States was definitely a. Um, Kicking the ass, I, I would say. I lived in Virginia the first time I went to the United States, and I never really um, uh, um, experienced racism until I moved to the U.S. Because everybody mm-hmm. on military base was mixed. Oh, How old were you when you moved to the U.S.? Um, 12, 13. Okay. So um, the first time I 
moved to the U.S., it was just people on the bus didn't know what nationality I was. They thought I was Middle Eastern. They thought I was something else. They thought I was, they called me Chinese, whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And um, it was it was definitely an eye-opener, you know. So I, I definitely... Um, Welcome to America. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. Yeah, I definitely uh, agree with everything that's going on that needs to be changed. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully that change will continue to grow. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to move on to our final story of the final stories of the day. But before we get to that, I want to remind everyone to go to iTunes, subscribe to us. Also go to YouTube and subscribe to our page. I mean, we've been getting great feedback from you guys. Let us know what you do and don't love love about the show. We love the comments Um, and continue to give us that because it helps us to make a great show and, (laughs) you know, bring on great guests who love coming to Black Hollywood Live. So please make sure to go to our YouTube page and become a subscriber and also give us comments and subscribe to our iTunes. Join the conversation. Join the conversation. All right, we're going to move on to our Eeyore Web Story Spotlight of the Week. Eeyore Web Story Spotlight of the week. <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah. Well, Courtney, you had more of the positive stories. Uh, mine aren't so positive. I was actually really hurt uh, to hear this. But uh, award-winning journalist uh, Gwen Eiffel passed away this week uh, due to cancer. And uh, it's just kind of, um, you know, rocked the world of, of journalism and and just the level of just expertise that she had in, in, the, in the field. Um, she died at the age of 61. She was surrounded by her family and friends in a DC, Washington, D.C. hospice. Uh, here are some of her great accomplishments that she's had throughout her years. She was the first African-American woman to host a nationally televised U.S. public affairs program with Washington Week in Review. She was the moderator and managing editor of Washington Week, she was co-anchor and co-managing editor of PBS's NewsHour, and she was also a political analyst and moderated the 2004 and 2008 American Vice President debates. I mean, this woman was phenomenal. Um, she has so many journalists have have kind of spoken and, and stepped up and talked about how they how they were shaped by her, you know, mm-hmm. and they said she was such a supporter of, of women and African-Americans. They said she was known for hiring other African-American women as journalists and, and, and producers. Um, and it's going to be a great loss for, for this field. Um, Don Lemon, he did a, a, a really superb tribute to her, uh, the other day. And we have a, a clip here that I'm going to play. It was on CNN tonight and uh, he got pretty choked up. I got choked up watching it, but here's a clip of it. But sadly, we have lost her voice. The co-anchor of PBS NewsHour died today from complications from uterine cancer. Gwen was one of the most talented journalists of our time, period. Her accomplishments are literally too many to mention. She moderated presidential debates. She was part of the first all-female anchor team on nightly network news, and on and on. I first met Gwen at a National Association of Black Journalists convention in the mid-'90s when I was trying to become an on-air reporter. The woman who I had watched, admired, and loved from afar agreed to critique my first demo tape. I hung on to her every word. Now I have a few words for her. Gwen, you were a black woman who thrived in this brutal business dominated by mostly men. You transcended race and gender. You were simply brilliant and powerful, a quiet storm, professional, understated, humble, I won't give your age because I was taught to never tell or ask a lady's age. And I won't say goodbye because goodbyes are so hard. But I will say so long and thank you. Terry, you had to play I can see that why you te- I mean, I can see why you sorry, te- guys. <laughs> I mean, I just, it was so powerful when I watched it. You know, I That's mean, very it's, powerful. it's like <clears throat> he said it all. You know, she will be greatly missed. Um, and uh, condolences to her family, and let's kick cancer's ass. Fuck cancer, Jesus. man. We gotta Just figure it out. Ass. We gotta figure it out. They have uh, ain't given it to her. Well, some of it well, they have given. Yeah, conspiracy theory. All right, yeah. on to other conspiracy theories. They are giving it to us. That's a problem. We have to stop eating. Well, I didn't it. mean that. Stop eating processed foods. Stop <laughs> so eating processed stop foods. Stop eating it. Yeah. yeah. Why my skin do all that? Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, other on to other conspiracy theories or lack thereof. I don't know what this is. Uh, it's not how a you take it. It's a shit. It's, it's, it's a blacklist. It's a blacklist. All right. So you, I'm gonna go ahead and preface this by saying you have to bear with me on this because I have to read every single one of these so everyone can get the full feel of, okay. of what this man is saying. So, Mr. Trump, or I guess I have to call him. 
president elect. President elect. Exactly. President elect. He's not in there. President elect <laughs> Trump. Um, he has uh, put out some steps for the black America community. He wants to uh, help us out, apparently. Um, and he has a 10-step program that he's going to be implementing uh, once he's fully in office. And like I said, bear with me. I'm going to read these step-by-step, all 10. Some of them are a little longer than others, but I'll try and get through them pretty quickly because I feel like everyone should really hear what these uh, plan goals are. Number one, we will allow every disadvantaged child in America to attend the public, private, charter, magnet, religious, or homeschool of their choice. We will also ensure funding for historic black colleges and universities, more affordable two- and four-year college, and support for trade and vocational education. I think I might just pause in between each one and we'll just like kind of comment on what do you think about this particular plan of action that he has. I mean, that one sounds cool. But it's generic but Where does shit. it, it, it Where's like, where the money coming Okay, yeah. you're going to fund it's, HBCUs how? Yeah. With what yeah. money? That's exactly. Where's the com- it, like, the, okay, thanks. It's okay. like Amorosa. It's really. like reading the back right. of a Lucky Charms box. Like, oh, did you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, did you see Amorosa's statement this week that she said that? Yes, you guys should. Oh, when she was crying because she ain't got no friends no more because they don't care. That she they mad at her for voting. Right, and then she team. said her own, her only point to be with Donald Trump was is to help, to, black, to help people. black people and to be the voice of all black people. See yes. my face. Yes, yes see our face. Be the voice see of all black see Andre's face. Yeah. Her face. See the laughter. <laughs> you know what? You know we should not laugh. She Stop. makes no, no, me I'm nervous. We, we no. We we don't need, laugh at the voice of all black laugh. people now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm for real, y'all. We need to I'm for real. pray or like met, like Come do together. something. Reach out to something greater for her because she's obviously very confused. Like something is really not like she doesn't fit. She doesn't bought a lie. She, and that's scary. No, she bought a she lie. Was sold one. She, she was paid a lie. She, um, she, she, she bought she a lie. She was paid two lie. All right. Um, all right. Number two. We will make our community safe again. Safety is a civil right. Mm-hmm. We will invest in training and funding both local and federal law enforcement Child operations to remove the gang members, the drug dealers, and the criminal cartels from our neighborhoods. Remove them? The reduction of crime is not merely a goal, but a necessity. Uh, My neighborhood ain't the same as your neighborhood, Donald Trump. You don't walk out of your neighborhood (laughs) and see what I see, so... And he's saying remove them, so that whole, like, stock of federal prisons or private prisons that went up. Exactly. Yeah. That that doesn't seem like the disassembly of the... Yeah. Yeah. Prison state. Early that we're already in. All over again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Number three. We will apply the law fairly, equally, and without prejudice. There will only be one set of rules, not a two-tiered system of justice. Equal justice also means the same rules for Wall Street. Utopia. Okay, brother. No, that's that's impossible. Because hey. when you walk down the street, everybody sees this. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> End of story. Because if that were, I mean, that, that already right. exists. That already it exists does. on paper. It does. It exists on paper. Just we we don't abide by it. So what no. you gonna do about the people who don't abide by? We're <laughs> gonna take his golden little ass. I love right that he threw in Wall the Wall Street, Street though. Yeah. I'm like, come on now. All right. And Wall Street. And Wall Street. Right. All right. Number four. We will lower the business tax from 35 percent to 15 percent and bring thousands of new companies to our shores. We will also have a massive middle class tax cut tax-free child care savings accounts, and child care tax deductions and credits. We will also have tax holidays for inner-city investment and new tax initiatives to get foreign companies to relocate in, in American neighborhoods. We will empower cities and states to seek a federal disaster designation for communities in order to initiate the rebuilding of vital infrastructure, the demolition of abandoned properties, and the increased presence of law enforcement. Again, it all it like sounds like some good things in there, but then it just also sounds like they just gonna lead us up to some bad shit happening. And well, why are we bringing foreign? Uh, well, that's a good thing. I mean, the idea that actually, like the cutting the taxes I know, to I make like small part. business to make this country more you know attractive for business to come because one of the reasons people don't want to do business here is because our tax code is like mm-hmm. ridiculous and right. it's insane and it's difficult. So it's cheaper to do it elsewhere. So trying to make it cheaper to, for companies to be run here and for people to start companies here is a great idea. The problem, <laughs> People are laughing at us because we elected a president like Trump. That's, yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. We're seeing as a joke. Yeah. I just feel like this, is, this could cause a civil war. And that didn't sound like it actually <laughs> attacked the idea that there are countries that, or sorry, there are companies that 
are technically American companies, but do certain business in other countries so they can avoid certain taxes here, period. Like, so that didn't, he didn't really address address that. that. Really, yeah. I don't. But know. Uh, is, so, but that's where I'm getting confused. So what he is by him doing this, that would in theory make those companies want to come back and do in it. theory, theory but technically, and even in that, to. like cutting yeah. the tax code and in practice, like if anything, I think it'll help small business but, in this right, country more. Right, but like right. big corporations, like it's never going to be cheaper to do business in America with American workers right. because we have certain codes and yeah. standards that third world countries and other exactly, countries yeah. don't have. So. I don't. Really Do you guys I, also think we're moving in a generation though that cares more if it is bought in America, if it is created here in America? Because I mean, me as a human, I don't me, think so. I've grown as the older I've gotten, I've started to pay attention to that and and I think supported that. I think that's still a very small segment of the population because yeah. in the Agreed. end, we me still care more about it being cheaper than right. it being made here. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, don't get to us. I'll be in that nine nine cents store. Well, there you go. And that means that people can no, have that to shit stop was shopping made in H and I know. And that means stop shopping at H and M, and that's not going to happen. Right. Every third. Well, there you go. That looks good. Right here. Right here. But I do like the middle class tax cut and the tax free childcare. I mean, if that really takes place, that's that's huge. All right. Next for you is all about saving up money. Okay. <laughs> That's what you got to do. All right. Number five, because there's not going to be any retirement. So, um, all right. On number five. Oh, yeah. We, well, we knew that. Like, we knew that a long time ago. We will have financial reforms to make it easier for young African Americans to get credit to pursue their dreams in business and create jobs in their communities. We will also encourage small business creation by allowing social welfare workers to convert poverty assistance into repayable but forgive able micro loans. I think. I think that's an interesting concept. I don't. I but don't my question is how? Well, because it it sounds like what he was saying is that instead of because the whole idea of like the welfare state is got screwed up because it is more beneficial to just stay on welfare stay on than it right, is to go find to a go job. job. Right. That's but right. if what I'm hearing and thinking I'm understanding, he's saying that they're trying to adjust it in a way that like you would also be able to use those welfare benefits in terms of a loan to maybe start a business or do something else. So that's the creative way. How are you going to pay that loan back? Well, if you actually start a business with the money right. and it works, then you pay it back you like you would back, pay it back anything else. Right. So, But I think, too, that I, don't, I mean, obviously there is details and details, but like there, he said something about credit and like teaching credit in the... Yeah, so... T- uh, we will have financial reforms to make it easier for young African Americans to get credit to pursue their dreams in business and I create think jobs. Make it easier to get credit is probably not a good plan. I think that's a fuck up of all of the youth in this country, which is why we have a debt situation as right. it is, and exactly. most families have at least fifteen thousand dollars worth of credit card debt. I think we need to figure out how to make people understand how credit works in yeah, this country, true. and that is more the issue than getting easy credit. I would say that there's a lack of knowledge on just even. I'm still surprised at how, like, how many of my young cousins just don't even. It should actually be a requirement in of school. high school, yeah, like that you grade, take a, start in grade, grade school. school, like right. starting out, like but like a legit like yep. life economics kind of class. Because I took economics in high school, but yeah. we was learning about math economics. We right. weren't learning about like what your credit yeah. card mean and how yeah. to say and what this right. means yeah. and like yeah, none of that. And uh, the amount of my friends that literally hang their credit up and take motherfucking like it's a gun range, yeah, shoot, shoot it down. down. Like, and they're like, ah, oh, whatever. Seven you years. did what? Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Wait, was this the? I don't know if it was this I was reading where he was saying to take uh, welfare uh, offices and ha- instead to change them into, instead of you going to um, take classes for jobs, they would basically turn the welfare set- center into something where they would um, get you a job. It was almost like to turn it into a temp agency. Oh. It wasn't on the, these ten. It was Well, well, let's see. Let's okay. admit, let's see. All right, number six. We will stop the massive chronic trade deficits that have emptied out our jobs. We will stop the offshoring of companies to low wage countries and raise wages at home, meaning rent and bills become instantly more affordable. We will tell executives that if they move their factories to Mexico or other countries, we will put a thirty-five percent tax on their product before they ship it back into the United States. 
I agree with that. I mean, if it's an American company that's choosing to leave for cheaper labor, I do think when they're sending the product back that we should make that more of a challenge for them. But in the end, that hurts the consumer, yeah, so it's sort of a pain. But at the same time, if we're trying to encourage like the maintenance of some sort of manufacturing here, then I get it. But I also think it's like a joke of a concept that we're going to bring all these manufacturing jobs back right. to America. It's just not the world that we live in anymore. No, I mean, but it seems like... but. I feel like he's, he wants to change. I feel like he that is one area that he wants to yeah, really I do too. into and change. I feel like he really wants to build bring up that the back. mom and pop yeah, shops. I feel like, like that's what he wants to, to do. Like the way mom old and, Detroit used to be. But mom like, and pop shops and manufacturing conglomerate that he that that's talking about are two very no, different yeah. things. True. I mean, true. That's true. It's like for me, just growing up with natives, it like, and it's just such a like different world. But you, you, in trade, and you just go back to that theory of what, like, when when I think of where they started from here in America, to take that concept and to somehow try to apply it to the way America should be. I mean, that's. I don't know. That's why I guess me personally, I've just been looking at where products are made and, and that kind of stuff because it, it is important and it is to refund, you know what I mean, to pay back and to mo- make our country great. I right. think that that's, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be a requirement for us to care about that if we really want to shift but what everything's we're doing gonna be economically. Up, everything's going to end up being expensive. Yeah. Just like, Al- that's why Australia is so expensive. That's why people yeah. can't afford to live there. Their, their import tax is so high. And it costs, like, one of my friends is Australian. She's like, to even have a, a one bedroom apartment there, it's like close to a million dollars. No joke. Damn. Like, no joke. <laughs> Man, well, who the hell is this? It's no joke. Yeah. No, it's, it's ex- so, That's why when they come over here, it's so cheap for them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to find me an Australian man. (laughs) (laughs) All right, number seven. This one I find very interesting. We will restore the civil rights of African Americans, Hispanic Americans, and all Americans by ending illegal immigration. We will reform visa rules to give American workers preference for jobs, and we will suspend reckless refugee emissions from terror-prone regions that cost taxpayers hundreds of billions of dollars. We will use... A portion of the money saved by enforcing our laws and suspending refugees to reinvest in our inner cities. Now, I find that so damn interesting, though. Can you read that first sentence just one more time? We will restore the civil Civil rights rights. of African Americans, Hispanic Americans, and all Americans by ending illegal immigration. Stop. Why were black Americans and Hispanic Americans singled out to begin with? Why are you restoring our civil rights? Don't they aren't they supposed to exist to begin with? Exactly. Well, to me, this is also very much a low key dig at Middle Easterns and obviously, you know, and all you know, and all Americans. And then at the end part, the end when he says uh, we will, what is it? Suspend reckless refugee admissions. I'm like, "Mm -hmm." okay. I mean, I wish he just had said all Americans. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Because, okay, I do understand how, uh, you know, the immigration problem here has, you know, illegal immigration has affected our country. However, when you single out those two, African Americans and Mexican, it makes me think agenda here because those were the two groups that you really offended. And then to not... Put Middle Eastern or anything of that. It's yeah, kind of like it's t- whoever whoever wrote this. Gross. Was not just, bright. Was no. not bright. Maybe it was, okay, profile. Let me and, not talk about and our I, first the lady. reckless. Like what did it say? The reckless <laughs> refugee. <laughs> whatever reckless. Uh, it says that we will reform visa rules to give American workers preference for jobs, and we will suspend reckless refugee emissions from terror-prone regions that cost taxpayers hundreds of billions of dollars. Here's what I want, just because of that. I just got to say this one thing. Number one, I want receipts for all these American jobs that are stolen by all these horrible immigrants, that the Americans really want these jobs and could, would take them if these immigrants weren't here. Number and one, would take exactly. them. I want, exactly. would yeah. take them. Exactly. I want to see the receipts. That's number one. And number two, the reckless... Uh, uh, refugee crisis, whatever, like the fact we've allowed refugees to come to this country for years. Like that's sort of like our moral stance, like to protect humankind. Like if some bullshit's going down, we going to protect these people. Like to suddenly decide because we're scared of 
something bigger that's going on that suddenly these women and children that are have been vetted and we have a system that we have used for years to vet people and make sure that they're as safe as we possibly can and determine that that's unacceptable and it's reckless and that these people don't deserve to have refugee from the same thing that we're trying to protect ourselves from right. is disgusting to me and it doesn't say anything about who we're supposed to be as America. So I think that's bullshit and I'm sorry, Donald Trump. I know everybody's out there scared like, oh, we're going to get all these Syrians and they're going to blow us up, bro. You need to worry about your neighbor next though because he probably the one going to bro you up. It ain't the Syrians that's coming <laughs> over here. <laughs> At this stage, yeah. I mean, I agree and I disagree with you on that, but it, 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 I think we need to monitor it to an extent, but just keep all the safety rules. But they're making it seem like we're like throwing people on a boat and like just docking them wherever. Like, they, right. they, there's a whole make, it's like a, a serious process to get a refugee to get admitted into this country. Yeah. Like, and it's, to me, it feeds ignorance of people who are already afraid and they're like, oh my God, they're just like letting them come. No, they're not just letting them come in. Yeah, not like, that's that not way. how it works. That's true. Sorry. All right, we're going to get through these last three I'll so we can talk to Andre about his great web series. All right. Uh, la- number eight, we will leverage public-private partnerships and private investments through tax initiatives, uh, or excuse me, to tax incentives to spur a dollar trillion in infrastructure investment over 10 years, of which the inner cities will be a major be- beneficiary. We will cancel all wasteful climate change spending from Obama, Clinton, including all global <laughs> warming payments to the United Nations. We oh. will use these to help build the vital infrastructure, including water systems in America's inner cities. He, that's he's the just, most bullshit. That, that's so dirty, though, because he threw them under the bus. Of course he did. And then, of course, the, he, then he tried to, like, relate to the black community by saying, yo, we're going to, you know, we're going to help out Detroit. We're going to help out Michigan with the with the water situation. Trump, how about As you? As if the black condition only flat. exists in the no, inner Detroit cities, flat. number right. one. Like, exactly. the inner cities is an American problem. It's not a black people problem. Right. Like, you're... I, mm. Right. It's okay. I love you, Donald Trump. Teach You're us about green energy. Teach that. Do that. If you can, the next well, he four years. He doesn't want to invest. I know he don't. But then they add Bush's name in there. And then you, let's learn about sustainable living. Why don't you do that for the next four years? Do yeah. that. For I you. love how he hyphenated the Obama hyphen of Clinton. He did. All right, number nine. We will protect religious liberty, promote strong families, and support the African American church. He just did go on, on the news this week and say there's no problem with the gays. He did say Wait, that. Wait, the African American church, just the African American church. Did you say and that? Be- did you say church. that because someone spray religious liberty, Trump promote the- strong well, families, you know. and support yeah. the African American church? He's speaking to the black community. But what did he say about the gays? Well, he was on this week talking about, oh, I have no problem with the. With yeah, the he gays. totally said he's like, yeah, I don't think he he's rolled back his like position yeah, his about position LGBTQ on, yeah. and like marriage. So yeah. he, we're, we're thinking that might be safe. Yeah, but well, well, reproductive rights are not right. All right, last one. We will stop trying to build Democrats overseas, wasting trillions, but focus on defeating terrorists and putting America first. This is the song that doesn't All right. Hey, you know. We will see. I just have one thing to say about Trump. I think everybody's, um, I mean, we're all valid in our own opinions, but I think people that, um, what would you guys say if Trump gave a stimulus check out? I think more people would like them because of that. Yeah, more people I mean, like people Bush. Like for a, that. Everybody will like a check. Everybody like a check. I yeah, mean, you you know you always gonna become a golden person. When but you, then if you remember, which the is crazy to me, didn't do very much. Exactly. Didn't do much. Oh. I spent True. it in a week. Exactly. Right. It, except put us further into debt. So. Right. right. <laughs> I, I was say it actually put us further into debt. So, I, what would you? How would you feel about it? I mean, I think everybody would change their mind. I mean, I, middle of America, the people that that are not educated in what's going on in the real world would love him because of it. People that say that they hate him right now, yeah. they got a check from him, they'd be like, oh my God, Trump's the He's best. The right. And they would right. change their mind. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the scary part about it. Yeah. You know, that money that changes idea. people. You know, so that's... that's. But are people, but to their defense, are people just so far in debt and just like frustrated with economically with what's going on that any any little thing would help them? So they... Yeah. But like I, you, you said, know. it needs to go from the schools up and they need to sure. teach yeah. that from the beginning. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Like, at this point, we just have to know, like, anyone from the age of 20, 25, we all fuck. So, what we need Not to me. do... Well, no. What we need to do is is teach these young children true. so that way they can... We are. Because at the end of the day, we're living in a shithole of an earth. Right. So, it's about teaching these kids and making sure... I forget what the, the quote is, but it's, we didn't borrow this land from our ancestors. Uh, we are borrowing it from our children. Uh, and that that's what we have to keep in mind here, is that we have to be cre- creating the 
the life that we want our children to have. Yeah. And we're not doing that because we are this generation of selfishness yeah. me, uh, me, me, that me, is me. just so into watching t- other people's hot messes and we don't care anymore. And, and we have to get back to the people of being able to touch people, com- yeah. connect with them, and not like their fucking shit on, like, sorry, I just can't. Like, this week has just been, like, eye-opening. I can't. Good. I mean, well, we'll see if that changes. Back I mean, around. it ain't because now know. we have we're, a reality we're, we're, stuff yeah. for a president and a celebrity apprentice comes back in the, right as he comes into office. Isn't so that that's great, brilliant, great marketing, dumb yeah. marketing, wow. great you know marketing. Yeah, I got. I mean, geez, honestly, because yeah. I thought about it. It, re- I think, was this the show I was telling you? It literally hasn't been on the whole time he was running. Yeah. No. and that was on purpose. Yeah, yeah. They well, they legally back. couldn't put it on or something because so who's going to be doing the show? Advertising for him technically, or something but he's not on the show. It doesn't matter. It's on a Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Even ter- better. Hey, who yeah. would have thought he would be a governor? But he became a governor. I think it's, I think it's such an appropriate person for him to take over the show to because switch. that he yeah. is. That he, I think it's no, just... No, it's another... Haha. Right. It's like, really? Right. <laughs> All right, well, that Black concludes our hot topics and the topic of Trump for the day because I am exhausted. I feel like I'm on the carnival of mirrors, like, with the weird... Yeah, I like, just feel, I just feel like shit. it's yeah. just all a big joke and I'm just waiting to, for the joke bubble to be popped because it just doesn't seem real. But anyway, we're going to move on to a positive Something subject. that is real. Something that is real is Andre Boyo's web series, My yes. So-Called Co-Star Life. Yes, sir. Yes, Man, sir. It, so describe it to everybody because I've watched some of it and it's hilarious. Thank you. Call yourself Very like funny. the Will Smith, but not the real Will Smith. Yeah. Um, so My So-Called Co-Star Life is a mashup of 90s sitcoms. Everyone grew up. Well, I grew up in overseas in Japan, and I only had a couple TV shows to watch. Boy Meets World. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Family Matters, Different World, TGIF, et cetera, et cetera. The good ones. Yeah, yeah. the great ones. <laughs> the only ones that matter. Right. Yeah, so, um, and I watched Will Smith as a kid. You know, he was the biggest guy on that network of television shows that I watched. And I was like, man, I want to be just like Will. And everybody that I, you know, watch TV with wanted to be like Will Smith. So um, I finally moved to San Diego and uh, got my first acting break on Veronica Mars and, you know, went to school and college down there. And, um, I decided to make this show, and I mean, I was like, who else could I name it? Who could I name this character after besides my guy that I look up to? That's genius. Will Smith, you know what I mean? And, you know, it's it's not um, the Will Smith. It's, you know, a guy who happens to be Will Smith, the name, and how he dictates his life in Los Angeles. Ooh. So, um, yeah, it's it's great. It's, it's, it's funny, and I can't wait to share a season two that I'm shooting in. 2017. So you haven't started okay. shooting yet. So no, you can't really um, tell us. every every um, every season's gonna be a mashup of a 90s sitcom. So um, the next season's gonna be like the Wonder Years meets Different World. Oh my god! So wow, wow. Wonder Years meets Different yeah, World. That's so, a hell of a comparison. Yeah. Right there. So yes. yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be really different. I rap in the in the first season in the music video, yeah. and then I'm gonna probably have uh, a singing intro, and you know how. Um, uh, Daniel Stern or David Stern played the voiceover of, uh, of Kevin in mm-hmm. the show. I'm going to have some guy do the voiceover instead of me. Cool. So I'm really excited to do that. And uh, yeah, I, I'm. The, there's a lot of positivity with the show. I, I can't. You know, a lot of burn. Yeah. And you were nominated for a Burbank International Film Festival for Best Mobile, but that was for another project. For another project, yeah. I come from a web series family. Uh, I did a web series called Prom Queen back in the day. Mm -hmm. Uh, Michael Eisner put a lot of money into web series before they were, like, really popular. And I was one of the first African-American kids on a series like that. Mm -hmm. So I got nominated for uh, an Emmy for the Best Directing etc. And um, it got picked up by Warner Brothers. Awesome. And from then on, I was like, okay, I'm in the web world now, and you know what, what, what else is next? So it's producing and making my own content and getting my voice heard. What was one so, of your biggest struggles uh, as going, you know, acting, then going into producing, and you know, getting your first project out? Uh, biggest struggles, um, man. There's so many to talk about. I mean, <laughs> I, I I can talk about this. I'm not going to name names, but I was in a casting room one time. What's the name? Uh, man, it's a big show on. It's a big write it, show. Write it down. It's a big show it on down. Fox right now. I'll say it. It's on Fox right now. Empire. Uh, and uh, no. no. And, uh, and the casting director said, "You know what? You're not black enough." Yeah. Wow. You know what I mean? And oh, this yeah. is in front of the producer. This is in front of the director. Wow. I, I, I go to testing. You know what I mean? It goes to that that level. Yeah. And and I'm just like, yeah, I know what you mean. But the, you know, it's like, what does that even mean? Yeah. Not yeah. to be black enough. Right. And that's yeah. that's the voice that I'm I'm putting into my show. What does it mean to be not black enough? Because all I see is this. Yeah. All people see is this. 
just because I'm educated, just because I'm well-spoken. There's plenty of me like that. There's plenty of well-spoken black men that are out there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just, it's a shame that people only see. Courtney doesn't believe that, but we've had this argument on the show before. Shut up. That is not <laughs> true. Yes, she has. Yep. She he, has. He's mad because I make fun of him. But oh. No, sorry. No, that's, that's the only date <laughs> that's white girl. That's personal. <laughs> that's not true. That's yeah, true. I mean, but it's just, it's just so true. People, like, you know, want to live up to that stereotype, and I, I refuse to let that. Mm-hmm. Let that happen. You know, I have a voice and it's it's going to be heard. So whether it be, you know, in this show or something else that I create, it's it's going to be heard. So what are you, what's, what's kind of like your formula to to stand out in the web series world? Because we just did something this year where we were at the I forgot the exact name of the, the award show, but I didn't realize how many just web series yeah. were were out there. You know, yeah. and, how, yeah. and, and it's almost like te- what television used to be. You right. know? It's like, how do you how do you have your series it's stand like, out among all the rest? Um, production value, uh, people that you want to work with, whether it be um, celebrities, whether it be people that have a another voice in in this world. Um, I say your PR, your firm, your your agency. I mean, there's a lot of different places I believe that will make you stand out. I think your, your voice, your definitely your voice and your story will yeah. definitely stand out from most um, the way you cut things, the way you edit things. I, I mean, there, there's another, uh, there's a couple other web series that I've been watching as well, and um, what makes them stand out is the storyline. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. how actors um, work with each other, camaraderie, and um, whether you f- you feel it, you know. So I think that's what this stands out the most. So would you tell someone who's, you know, these kids who listen to us who are in. Ohio or places that, you know, it's not the easy access like L.A. and New York and these Mm -hmm. big cities bring, would you say that creating a web series for them is the way to go versus, like, hauling that bus down to the West Coast or East Coast and just, you know, hitting the pavement? I mean, I think it depends on on who you are. I think the person that wants to move out here should move out here if you have to drive. You have to have a sickening work ethic to to live out here. You guys know. I have a sickening work ethic. Mm -hmm. Like, when I'm not here, I'm going to go somewhere else. If I'm, before this, I was on my phone doing something. You know, it's, you, for for the people that live in Ohio, if they want to create a web series, do it. Do it with your friends. It's cheap, it's easy, and you learn from that. Promote it through YouTube. There's free things out there, Instagram, Twitter, that you can Mm -hmm. help promote. There's people that you can talk to, like me, verified people that you can talk to, like Aziz Antari. They they tweet back, believe it or not. They do. do. And they'll look at it, believe it or not. They will look at it, and if it's good enough, they'll see it. That's what happened with the girls from... uh, from uh, Broad City. Broad City. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. exactly. They, they're phenomenal. You yep. know, um, uh, what, Amy Poehler Amy and Poehler. Tina Fey yeah. saw yeah. it and picked them up right away. Yeah. The guys from Workaholics. Yep. You know, they got picked up right away. Yeah. So it's just, it's a matter of time. It's a matter of what voice you have. Um, you know, if they want to do it, do it. But make sure you have enough drive, enough initiation, enough whatever it is, you know, whatever it is, just just to do it and put it out there. How do you see the web space sort of changing or growing or evolving? Because it's sort of like it was, it's, it's almost like it still isn't quite all figured out right, for a yeah. lot of people. Right. So like do you, just having worked in it for a while mm-hmm. and sort of been in, that's like a niche for you. Like mm-hmm. where do you see it sort of evolving out to be? Or what? I think it's it's going to grow into something bigger. Like um, Xbox is, has their own production company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sony PlayStation has. So I think it's just going to grow from there. Okay. I feel like. Um, if the YouTube stars were smart, and I know Vine just ended, yeah. but if they were smart, they should have started their own production companies and mm-hmm. did their own thing. So it would it would have blossomed. Unfortunately, that probably didn't happen because they For spent most, all their money from yeah. whatever. But I think it is going to grow. It's just a matter of the right people doing it. And I'm going to be one of them. So, mm-hmm. I feel boom, same. bam. <laughs> and on that note, I, mean, yeah, that's a, I like it on a positive note like that. So, where can people find you, tweet you? Because uh, they you obviously want to ask you a bunch of questions. Awesome. You can tweet at me at Andre Boyer. You can find me on Instagram at the Andre Boyer, and you can uh, watch my show on mycostarlife.com. And when's the new season coming out? 2017. All right. Yes, any, like any particular month, or just just? Um, I'm thinking summer, but I'm not sure. Um, I'm slated to do two movies next okay. year. So, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. And and um, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. But it's Love definitely it. written and ready to go. All right, Courtney, where can fans find you? You can find me everywhere at Stuart Starlet. Boom, DJ Jesse J. And you can find me at Dario Kristen on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and on The Walking Dead for AfterBuzz TV on Sunday nights. Yeah, yeah. See you next week. Peace. Thank you. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, We would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live. 
the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at BlackHollywoodLive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live. Scipio, Instagram me at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, maybe I mean Hollywood redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.